This is the best of the Tom Bernard Morning Show. How do you not make money with baseball? Is baseball, has, has the audience fallen that far off? You know, I think it's a two-pronged answer. I think the first part is it's not baseball. It's the fact that when they bought, um, when they bought these RSNs from oh, yeah. Disney, yep. that they, that they they were they did it with a ton of debt service. So I think what they are is financially in a lot of trouble. That has nothing to do with baseball. But right, the thing okay. that they told the Padres was, your TV deal is not worth what we're paying you. So unless it goes down, we're done paying you. Which well, is really weird, but that's what but that's what they said. But I mean I understand their point. It's like carrying the Miami games. Uh nobody goes to those baseball games. I, I was shocked because Catherine and I went to a twins game. The twins opened their season in Miami, as a matter of fact, I believe if I remember correctly. But Catherine and I went down uh, hopped the bright line and went down to uh, the stadium. And there was nobody there. And the people who were there in Miami, Florida, two-thirds of them were wearing twins caps. Isn't that weird? Everybody's so kind of vapid in Miami. Mm-hmm. Plus, yeah. plus yeah. Midwestern sports fans, we travel very well. Yeah. We true. love our sports teams. That is true. And it was very, very evident that day. But mm-hmm. I, it was kind of cool because I ran into a kid whose father was a big listener. So that was really cool. You know, he's like... He wants to. Well, actually, this show hadn't even. Oh no, it had started. It had started because we posted that that's photo. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, that's right. Mm-hmm. It had started. So, uh, it's a nice stadium. I, it was very, very good. The, the chow was good and all the rest of it. Just, nobody cares about that team down there. I don't know how much longer they can stay there. That nobody cares. Isn't that weird? Yeah, and the the A's are what going to supposedly. Uh, the A's are going to Vegas. move. Vegas, yeah. Tampa Bay are they really? to Vegas. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. The Tampa Bay Rays are still stuck in that crappy dome. Oh, the Saddle Dome mm-hmm. or whatever the hell that thing's called? Isn't it called? Tra- the... Well, it's Tropicana Field now. Yeah, now it's Tropicana Field. That's right. I love that. They finally named so. the stadium Tropicana Field after they don't grow oranges in Florida anymore. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's like, what? It's, it is time <laughs> It's now. time. We don't grow oranges, so let's call it Tropicana. Oh, okay. We'll convince them that we do still. I remember 1975 when I went to work. 76, I'm sorry. Uh, I went to work in Jacksonville, Florida. You drove anywhere in Florida, you were going to run into an orange grove. I'll tell you that, man. So even 50 years ago, there were orange groves everywhere, and now you have a bitch of a time finding one in Florida. Why is that? Because it's much cheaper to grow it in South America. Really? Even hmm. if you ship it up, it's much. Because they, don't, they pay people there like two bucks an right. hour. Sure. You know? I guess that's what was yeah. Jacksonville like b- back then, Tom? Because I mean, it's still it's still backward as far as I'm concerned, and it's 2023. I got a great Jacksonville story for you, brother. So I was Catman still back in those days. Catman doing uh, six to ten at night at WAPE, the Big Ape. In uh, <laughs> and by the way, Tevin, I'm glad you're here because you can support me because they'll be calling me a racist again after I tell this story. <laughs> But honest to God, it just, it was a whole different setup. Uh, Downtown Jacksonville is an island. You know that, right? And there are several different colored bridges that you can cross to get over there. So I get to town, I got nothing to do, and I believe um, it wasn't the original one. What the hell was the name of that movie again about uh, 
damn it, I just watched it again about two weeks ago, but I can't. Oh, uh, Superfly. Mm-hmm. Superfly Part 2 had just come out. So I went down to the Jacksonville Theater to watch Superfly. And I got there, the movie had just started, so I walk in. So the theater was empty. Theater was full. Theater was packed. Black people always late, so it's just never mind. Keep oh, but see, the movie had already started. Okay. So I realized after the movie was over and the lights came on, I was the only honky in the building, right? It was a true story. So I'm walking out, mm-hmm. and this gigantic black man walks up to me and goes, Hey, man, where are you from? And I said, What do you mean? He goes, Well, I know you're not from around here. Where are you from? And I said, Minneapolis. He goes, Your first lesson. Did you just get here? And I said, Yep. He goes, don't ever come back down here by yourself again. <laughs> I said, you got it, sir. Matter of fact, I'll be leaving right now. And typically when strangers ask you where you're from, yeah. not a good sign. It's not a good sure. sign, man. It's like when that one girl was uh, jump roping. Where, where was that? That was in New Orleans. Yeah. And she said uh, that story. it was so good. It's so spooky. I don't think so. A friend of mine, 2 o'clock in the morning, couldn't sleep. He's in New Orleans, uh, about a block off the strip there. And he's at a hotel. He can't sleep, so he goes downstairs and sits on the front steps of the hotel and smokes a cigar at 2 o'clock in the morning. It's mm-hmm. 2 o'clock in the morning. Yep. He said about a 7-year-old girl comes skipping rope down the, down the street. She's like 7 mm-hmm. at 2 o'clock in the morning. She's by herself. And she goes up, and she's still skipping rope. She goes, what are you doing, mister? And he goes, well, I'm just enjoying my cigar. Well, uh, I'll tell you what. you know where you are? And he goes, yeah, I know where I am. She goes, well, mister. And she's still jumping rope the whole time. She goes, mister, you better get inside before somebody kills you. <laughs> This, like, yeah. I'm going inside. Christ. I'm not even. I'm calling a cab and I'm getting on a flight. Out. <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna fly right out of town. That definitely was... has the vibe of immediately airport. <laughs> yes. Immediately airport. <laughs> no, thank you. A seven-year-old. That's girl. a great start to a movie. Is oh, what that yeah. Is oh right yeah, there. absolutely. Somebody should like, use that's that. That's the script. Oh, oh, I'm gonna. You gotta leave now because otherwise you're gonna be late. I want you to be late, man. All right. Stop Bye, by and say John. hi. Right, I will stop by and say a lie. Uh, I should get over there about 11.30 today, 11, 20 to 12, something like that. All right, cool. Talk to you tomorrow. Thanks, Bally. I like it immensely, as a matter of fact. Um, oh, he disappeared. Is he still in there? I can't see. Yeah, him. he's on the phone. Oh, he's on the phone. Oh, he's yep. probably, probably uh, bringing Jamie Kennedy into the conversation. I'm thinking that's what the deal is. Well, I'm just wondering if we should take a break here and then go to Jamie Kennedy since we got uh, an opening here. That makes sense. Because uh, that, that way we can just clear clear the decks until uh, and Jamie can be on as long as or as short as he wants to. I'm sorry. Uh, what were you guys asking? Uh, should You're, we just go to break before Jamie? Or yeah, well, let, yeah, we can go to break before Jamie. That's fine. Let's that see that. Great idea. Okay, mm-hmm. we'll be right back. A couple minutes. Jamie Kennedy, our special guest, up next. I hate it when you make the pictures bigger because now I can see these people even better. Damn mm-hmm. it. I have something in my nose. You got to give the people what they want. Give them, give them skin. Yeah, just a little bulk action. Is that what you're looking at? I have a stain on my plan. shirt underneath, I discovered, so I kept to keep it. You thin. have a stain on your shirt? Yeah. Well, first off, I have a bunch of popcorn on me that I Jesus just discovered. But I've got this weird mystery. Looks like wine. It's not wine. Mm-hmm. I have wine juice. thrown at me <laughs> <laughs> in the morning. I got into a fight on the way Unbelievable. <laughs> Will you let me know when he's ready to go, if you would? Jamie's good. Oh, he's good to go now. Yeah. Jamie Kennedy, ladies and gentlemen, how you doing, sir? What's up, man? Nothing, but I'm really happy that you're here because I was just handed the promo sheet this morning 
uh, to talk about uh, the, the interview. I've interviewed you many, many times. When I was at KQRS for 37 years, you were on tons of times, and it's great to have you on this show. We've moved to podcasting because it's the future, and I get to talk to you, but I wanted to talk to you, number one, because you've been in studio many times, too. But uh, is that your I'm going to collect money face that you got your picture on here? Have you, have you seen the picture that they send out about you? No, which one? There's a, you got a look on your face like, I'm going to whoop your ass. You got that look on your face. It's phenomenal. Really? Yeah. <laughs> you look very serious. I mean, I'd, like, I'd, like a t- I'd like a tip, so maybe it's like I like a tip face. <laughs> I would like a tip face, ladies and gentlemen. Jamie Kennedy looms. I, don't, I, don't, I can't control what they send around me, you know what I'm saying? No, it's a good picture, Jamie. Don't get me wrong. It's a really good picture of you. You just look very serious. Oh, 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 I know the one, the hat. Yeah. Sure. That's from an NBC show that um, I did a show called Heartbeat in 2016. Mm-hmm. And uh, did you ever see it? Mm-hmm. I've seen everything you've ever done, Buster. Let me put it see, that way. That's why it got canceled after six episodes. Because of me. Because <laughs> I watched it. Because no one saw it. But thank you, buddy. Oh, it's my, my it's my pleasure. You got some great stuff coming up. Loons on the Lake Comedy Festival plus ten thousand dollar comedy competition, June twenty first through the twenty fourth at Crooners and Fridley. And by the way, I love Crooners and Fridley. I have a special connection because my brother, who's no longer with us, was a bartender at Crooners for a long time. So I used to go over and see my brother. Loved that place. Jamie Kennedy, Jimmy Walker, Erica Rhodes, Don McMillan. Jamie will be appearing on June twenty second. I want to hear all about that. Loonsonthelake.com for tickets and venue info. Yeah, you're going to have a good time there, Jamie. You'll have a really good time. Yeah, it's the first time they're having this festival. Uh, it's put on by my friend Randy Lubis, who's a very funny comic. And also, he owned the club out here in L.A. for 30 years. And, uh, you know, I've been hearing a lot about crooners in different places. So I'm excited to be there. No, you'll have a great time. Plus, the fact, if you, if you come to Minnesota, you want to come on June 22nd because the weather has kicked into summertime mode. It already has it's in the 90s now, as a matter of fact. But when you come to Minnesota, you definitely want to come like uh, late May, June, July, August, and September. That's about it. It's too cold other than that, Jamie. L.A., we're right now, we're about 60, so we're, we're the opposite. Really? Yeah, it's weird. I don't know what's going on. And what are you going to do? So everything's but been by, good? Yeah, by the way, not to be boring and past 50, but um, the, one of the best airports is Minnesota. Woo! Why do you think that? That's interesting you bring that I, up. I fly all the time, and it's like when I get a layover, I always pick that one because I just it's got the dopest ramen spot, great mm. coffee. Yeah. It's super high-end now. Mm-hmm. It is. It's got great food, and it's all so close together, so you can have, like, the world's best donuts, and like you said, ramen, and then an amazing burger. I love it there. How much yeah, there's the, the shop where you really don't, you just kind of grab and swipe. Yeah. Like, it's very futuristic, so I'm, I'm, I, I pick it as my layover. This is exciting stuff. This is what you're going to hear about in the festival. No, this is very <laughs> exciting well, stuff. Well, I'm your demographic with that. I'm like, yes, that is a bomb airport. <laughs> It is, though. It'll all work out. And by the way, the next time you're in there, it's either Barrio or Crispin Green. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, we're, we're mm-hmm. only allowed to eat at those. Yes. I wonder why. Yeah, me too. Anyway, moving <laughs> forward, ladies and gentlemen. So life's been good. You've been doing, uh, you've been working very, very hard, have you? 
I've been on the road, like, yeah. you know, since, since like, the beginning of last summer, and, and I feel like, you know, since the pandemic, whatever, if it's over or not, who knows? I guess it is, who knows? But people have been more voracious. The crowds are credible, you know, every week. There's new cities that want to do shows, and just, it's a wonderful time. I mean, I think people more and more want to laugh, you know? Oh, no question. Well, Jamie, I'll tell you, it's because of COVID, uh, it's been a long time. We, we finally are starting to get comedians back in the studio now after almost three years. Uh, a lot of people didn't travel. So to have you guys back on the road and appearing at great places like Crooners and Fridley or, or wherever you're appearing, it's just really, really we need uh, comedy on this show. There's no question about it. We've, we've invited comedians on the show starting 37 years ago when people didn't invite comedians on shows ever but it's a it's a very important part of our life and i i am so happy that you guys are back on the road back working again and people can uh, go have a good time a few laughs might be good man because every time i want i watch the news i want to laugh and i just can't it's too serious so you know we need humor yeah i mean Really, comics are like the news now. I mean, I think we say more stuff than the news does. Yep. You know? So I feel like, you know, people really have a, a a healthy distrust of anything. So if they're coming to a club, they either want to, like, go crazy and go like, yeah, screw everything, or they want to just totally escape. And I'm there for both, you know. I, I really want to help people just enjoy the night, you know, because I know they've worked hard. And I feel like, you know, it's my job to give him a good time. No, no question about it. Uh, Jamie will be appearing at Crooners in Fridley on June 22nd. Loonsonthelake.com. That's loonsonthelake.com for ticket and ven- uh, venue information. Um, Rudy, when do you want me to, to talk about the, the passes? Should I wait it, Wait, wait on that? Yeah, we yeah we can. Uh, we'll wait until we get Jamie off, and then we can okay. uh, yeah, I, talk I, about that. Yeah. I just want to yeah. make sure because... Yeah, I, I'm telling you, honestly, God, Jamie, where you're going, Crooner's got great food, it's got a, a great bar, just hang out there. I think you're really going to enjoy it. It's it's right on, it's like in a great part of town, no question about it. You'll have a really good time. It's a comedy club, right? Or as yeah. a room. I hope I'm not perform. I hate it when I perform and uh, I'm interrupting people's dinners. But you don't want to like be performing as they're, the, you can hear the bartender clanking his... <laughs> Bottles in the back and servers taking. I'm literally asking, does anybody need a refill? (laughs) (laughs) There you go. There's sometimes when we uh, do shows, it's like we're interfering. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Yeah, there'll be none of that. They'll take care of you out there, crooners. No yeah, you'll be. I think there's an outdoor area that they have for oh, yeah. uh, for the headliners that night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jamie, I just got done rewatching Heckler. I don't know if uh, any of you guys on the show have seen. He- oh, it's it's one of the best. It's if you're a comedian or you love stand up comedy, watch Jamie Kennedy's Heckler because it is it's one of those quintessential. Uh, it films about stand-up that just really dives in super deep Ooh. into not only just the performance side of it, but the psyche side of it. And I just wanted to say, like, that one, oh, that every time I watch that doc, I just get fired up to get back on stage. Yeah, I get understand. Oh, thank you. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, I mean, it, unfortunately, it's more relevant than ever, you know. Uh, I think people are more entitled than ever there's like a voracious appetite for people to really want to watch comedy but there's also a voracious appetite for people 
to want to interrupt. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Oh, no. And, yeah, they think, well, because of social media and because of, you can see a lot of comedy on Instagram and TikTok and <clears throat> clips. And so people just feel that, you know, it's the old adage, I hate to say it, but it's like when people interrupt and then you deal with them and then there's a laugh, a lot of people go, oh, well, I made the show better. I helped the show. Yeah. Like, yeah. I like, helped the show. Yeah, and it's like, well, I bought a condo in Florida, and I never met you, and I seemed to do it without your help, and I met it. I bought it through comedy residuals, but I guess maybe you're going to help me get another one? I don't know. It like, <laughs> uh, might know, happen. We, we have, you know, it's, it's, it's fine in a way because, like I said, I feel like more and more, like, we just got like, we're we're helping people like i hate to sound like that but true, comedy though. isn't so it much is about true. me anymore it's about is is about people well, thank you and so i try not to really ever be rude to them but more and more it's kind of live entertainment is going to be heckled like people just feel like part of the show but i don't know why you'd want to do it. i got a very very quick story for you Jamie about 1 minute go for it we're at a local a local club well you know acme comedy club you've been there Many, many times. Yeah, Louis Lee, legend. There you go, absolutely. So I'm there, and a friend of mine is on stage. I won't even say who it was. But there was a guy sitting up front who was very drunk and started heckling my friend, the comedian, okay? And uh, whenever I would go to a show, like if, if I get a chance to come by on June 22nd, which I intend to do, I will bring my friend Fitz with me. And Brittany, you know Fitz. Yeah. Uh, so this guy starts heckling my buddy up on stage, and, and you'd know him. He's a very well-known comedian. But he's guy's just being a prick to him. So my buddy looks over at Fitz, who's 6'5", weighs about 340 pounds. The guy stopped heckling right away. <laughs> I will tell you that, Jamie. So if you, if, you need Fitz, if you need Fitz and me to come by to make sure nobody heckles you, we'll come by. We'll take care of it for you. I think every show can use a Fitz. <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah. I think there's no question. It's quit. not really. You know what else? It's not. You know who usually heckles? I hate to say this. Don't get mad, Brittany. White women. Oh, 100%. <laughs> How dare you assume I'm white? White, white women in their late 40s. I know you're in your early 30s. Thank and you. they got that. They got that third truly in them or fourth white claw. <laughs> you know what? All right. Phenomenal. All right. I know. Like That's... I have like 90 friends who are exactly who you were talking about, and you're not wrong, Jamie. You're not wrong. And, and they're going to go to Crooners on the lake the 22nd. They are indeed. They're coming for you. Oh, people are insisting that I tell who it was. It was actually Andy Kindler who was on stage, and the guy started being a, such a prick to Andy. And I love Andy Kindler. Wow. Andy's a wonderful That's guy. That's not somebody you want to heckle, because Andy is like, could dice somebody up. Oh, yeah. Quickly. Yeah, and there's nothing yep. better than a heckler getting put in their place. Like, when I was working at the House of Comedy, we had Jimmy Schubert on stage. Oh, and yeah. And oh. this guy in the back is just trying to, like, oh, let Jimmy God. have it on. Wow. Like, you're not funny, blah, blah, blah. And so oh. Jimmy finally gets this guy. He's like, hey, you want to come up on stage? You think you're funny? Like, you can come up here and tell some jokes. Yeah. So this guy gets up, walks on stage. Oh, no. Oh, Schubert, no. like... Oh, before, so much anxiety. Before, before <laughs> the guy... Like, he's like, okay, hold on. Like, don't start yet. The guy goes and... Jimmy then goes back into the back, sits in the guy's chair next to this guy's wife. 
puts his arm around his <laughs> wife, and he goes, he yells from the back. He's like, all right, go. And the second the guy touches the mic and he's about to say, like, I don't know what I'm going to say, yeah. Jimmy just boos and screams at him, and, like, the whole crowd just bursts out laughing. But it's like, yeah, guys, it's not easy just to get up and go on stage and That's tell some wonderful. jokes. Like, mind your business. Yeah, mind your business. That was the guy's wife. That's oh, it was, that was the best That's part. That's Arm around the wife. And, yeah, it was, it was awesome. That is terrific. Uh, so, Jamie, you just coming in for the one day on June 22nd? I'm coming in for the 22nd. Um, we're selling pretty good. If we sell out, we're going to add a second show. and oh, then, good. Yeah, and then I think we're going to have a golf tournament for charity on the Friday. I'm not sure the details yet, so I'm probably going to be there two days. Oh God! If you get a chance, to, if you get a chance to stop by the station, that'd be great, man. Stop by. The I studio. would love that. Oh, you... It's been a minute since I've really been in the inside a studio. You know what I mean? Oh, I know. It's, it's tough. weird. It's 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 so different now. Mm-hmm. Did I hear but you? I've, oh, sorry. Go I ahead. really would like some. I would really like some of that radio station coffee. Oh, yeah, we got that covered. Don't worry about a thing. It'll be really horrible, I can promise you that. <laughs> yeah. If I, I always it. wondered when I walked into, like, a clear one station, it's like billion-dollar company, and they never had real creamer. It's like, I think you can afford non-powdered <laughs> creamer. Well, not anymore they can't. Oh, Jamie, I used to work at a station that the, the owner used to make me bring water to people, like, oh, grass, and they want water. I'd say, hey, do you want some water? And I'd have to, like find a clean cup, like clean a coffee cup oh, up and give God. them sink water and it was mortifying. <laughs> I would like set Why? it down and run away. <laughs> Why? That's so funny. Why is it that they never have a clean cup? You're right. Why <laughs> know, is that? So I don't bad. get it. Jamie, I know you got to hit the road here, but yeah, please. And, and again, the, the show is about three, a little over three weeks away. So uh, anytime you want to pop on and, and sell some more tickets, we'd love to have you, pal. It's always great to hear your voice. Oh. I love. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you for your kind words. No, it's true. Um, I'm going to be a crooners. It's going to be great. Um, I've definitely come into the studio, man. And uh, you know, I appreciate you guys having me. And I'm sorry about your brother, but hopefully, we can make it keep the memory good there. You know, oh, like, there's no doubt about it. Rudy, you got any yeah. fine final salutations? Uh, no, man. Obviously, I'm a big uh, Jamie Kennedy fan, so I'm looking forward to it. Yep. I'm going to be gone that Friday, so when you just announced the golf tournament, a little bit of me died inside because <laughs> to swing the sticks with <laughs> Jamie Kennedy would have been a lifelong dream. Uh-huh. But now that you're gone, but uh, yeah, man. Uh, by the way, as Tom was mentioning, we do have passes. Yeah. 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 So uh, we'll take uh, the first five callers. We'll get you guys set up for the uh, preliminary rounds for the uh, comedy competition over at uh, Loons on the Lake. Jamie, I will tell you this. Uh, all the many, many years that you've been popping on shows that I've been doing in this market, and again, it's, God, it's been 52 years I've been doing shows in this market, so you're always a very pleasant guest, and I cannot wait to see you and shake your hand again, pal. Well, thank you so much, my friend. I appreciate it, man. All right. Um, I'm definitely going to try to come in the studio when I'm there. I'll call in again, okay? Yes, please do. All right, we'll see you in a few weeks, all right? Thank you, buddy. Thanks, you guys buddy. have a good one, okay? You Bye, too. Jamie. All Jamie right, Kennedy, ladies and gentlemen. I, I've always liked that guy. Always. What? Oh, he's the best, isn't he? He's a great guy. Yeah. so cool. Mm-hmm. And Crooners is a great venue. Sure. I love that place. You used to go up there all the time. My brother would be singing or whatever. A little tendon bar. He got, he, um, 
I don't know. I, 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 going up there would make him make me miss him, though. It would that would be because I have not been back there since he died, so it'd be a little difficult. But we'll get through it. All right, we got to wrap this up, man. Uh, yeah, real quick. Nine five two six hundred two five seven five. First five callers. What you guys set up over at uh, Loons on the Lake for the comedy competition? There you have it. I was just going to let him fade it out. But I know. No. I was waiting. So I could. No, no, now that you. He was staring at us. Now that you said, okay, well, see, now it's ruined. Uh, just as you feel Oh, you're right. I'm sorry that I. It's really uncomfortable, right. isn't it? I realized you thought he was going to be playing music and he thought you were going to keep going. My bad. I think she no. just has anxiety from that time she messed up the Judd spot <laughs> and didn't say anything. Yes, so exactly. Wow. And again, if I wanted to keep talking, he played the music, I'd like this. Stop the music! Hey, Tevin, nine times four. Nine times four, 36. Oh, I'm not bad. bad. Yeah. This is the best of the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Uh, hi, it's Tom Bernard, my friends at Niemeyer Trailer Sales at their Albertville location just off Interstate 94. I'd like to extend a special offer going on now through the end of July. It's for all of our Tom Bernard Morning Show listeners. When you visit their Albertville location, mention that you heard me, Tommy B., Tell you, I'll tell you about this July-only savings opportunity on travel trailers, pick up campers. Now, you must be a qualified buyer, but here's the really, really good news. Receive up to $5,000 off the advertised price on all their new in-stock inventory. As always, terms and conditions do apply. Brands include Rockwood by Forest River, Arctic Fox by Northwood Manufacturing, Cirrus by New Camp, and more. Now is a real good time to buy and take your passion on the road with Niemeyer Trailer Sales. You can't just sit around. See my guys and gals at Niemeyer's in Albertville or peruse their current inventory at Niemeyer's.com. That's N-I-E-M-E-Y-E-R-S.com. Niemeyer's.com, up to five grand off. Yes, I did say five grand off. Sales event ends July 31st. This is Bob Sansevier, and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you, I'm betting you'll be happy too. Dave is a down-to-earth guy. He grew up in northern Minnesota, rides a Harley, and worked various jobs doing concrete, electrical, plumbing, roofing, and carpentry work. Dave works for people with work-related injuries. If you work construction, or anywhere for that matter, and you're hurt or even just hurting, you should talk to Dave. Let's face it, our bodies wear out. If your body is worn out from work, if your knees or back or shoulders hurt from things you do at work, do what Mary did. Call Dave and talk to him about it at Bialki Law to set up a free initial consultation. The number to call is 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410. Or visit BialkiLaw.com. That's B-I-A-L-K-E Law.com. Guys, I want to let you know about acoustic wave therapy protocol provided by my new sponsor, Twin Cities Premier Health. It's a non-invasive, non-surgical, highly effective science-based procedure that creates an increase in blood flow and helps create new blood vessels by treating the root cause of most erectile dysfunction. Unlike using a pill to create a pharmaceutically induced erection, they treat the root cause of the problem. Age-related erectile dysfunction is most commonly caused by a buildup of plaque in the arteries that supply blood to the erectile tissue. Reach out to Twin Cities Premier Health like I did and right now receive this special offer, a free treatment and a free consultation when you book today. That is valued at $800. 952-395-4346. That's my unique phone 
phone number, 952-395-4346 for their office, or go to TwinCitiesPremierHealth.com, and please be sure to tell them that Tom Bernard sent you. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the best of the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Done and done. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my very special guest, David Rashi. How you doing, David? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Never better. Well, now that you're here, never better. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, stop. <laughs> that sounded very genuine, David. I want you to know that there's a lot, uh-huh. of, yeah, a lot right. of heart involved. Uh, David Rashi. I, know, I, can feel, I, I can feel the smoke. Go ahead. No, actually, I'm, I, I actually am a big fan of yours. I've been for a long, long time because the way, well, Sledgehammer, I, I, I know we have, have current things to talk about, but I got it. Sledgehammer was fantastic. Well, how old were you, like five? No, I, right now, I'm, God, I, I hate to tell you how old I was, but I was in my 30s. That's sad. <laughs> oh, thank God you, David. David. <laughs> thank you so much, David. I really appreciate it. You suddenly made me very, very sad, but go ahead. <laughs> well, I'll try my best to make you even sadder as we go along. You know, what? I, here's what I love about Hollywood, David. I give you a compliment on this magnificent show, Sledgehammer. I found it very, very funny. And he goes, oh, you're too old to talk to. Goodbye. <laughs> really nice, He's David. Like, uh-huh. Hey. <laughs> Hey, you know, buck up. That's all I got to say. <laughs> buck up. I thought, you, I thought you were my dad for a second. You went with an F instead of a B at the beginning of that. But No, 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 no. <laughs> it's okay, David. We, we will allow for whatever you want. So, David, I just want to pipe down here, <laughs> but I did want to tell you first that I did love Sledgehammer. I thought it was a very, very funny show, so tip of the cap to that one, and now let's talk about... Well, thanks very much. You know, we were, we were ahead of the curve there. We were before yes. um, the Naked Gun, before the airplane movies. They were yep. That was all preceded that, that type of humor, so very proud of that. Well, you should be, because like I said, of all these... Even though I'm now 104 years old... <laughs> David, if I still drank, we should get together and drink sometime, but I don't drink anymore, so never mind. Hey, I, we can, let's not drink together. Okay. Well, Perfect. You come to town, we'll not drink together. We'll go have tea. There you go. We'll have hey, tea you're or something. you're my guy. Then. Okay. Uh, Carl Muller, uh, Four Seasons of Unsolved. My God, Succession oh, just blew up, David. It's succession. another amazing show. I don't think, I, the, the, has there ever been a show like that in the history of television? I don't think so. Um, I read three newspapers. I read The Guardian, The Washington Post, and The New York Times. Uh, and uh, I would say over the last season, over while the season was on, and before and after, 
there were one, two, or three articles in every single newspaper on succession, mm-hmm. on some, uh, you know, on the characters, on the clothes, on the handbag, on the, the locations. I said, you know, they're they're interviewing the dust bunnies. I you know it just it really it said it's such such attention and uh, I mean it was a, it was a great show, but I. You know, it's really funny, you know, um, sometimes you you don't realize, well, you do realize it, but then you don't. You realize how something great is when you're with it, and then when it's over, you realize even more so. Like Tina Turner. I mean, I used to listen to Tina Turner, but oh. I took her for granted. Yeah. Oh, but when her. she died, I listened to it again, and I thought, oh, my God. Wow. I mean, I didn't really get how great she was. And I think second secessions get in kind of the same way. Oh. You know, you love it while you watch it, but then in retrospect, you see how um, how monumental the event was. Oh, I we love succession at our house. That was we're we're still mourning the loss, but uh, and without giving anything away, David, with the ending, um, could it have gone any other way? Because it feels like. The first one, finding out the ending, I had that feeling of going, oh, it feels like that's not the right ending. But the more time I got away from it, the more time I thought, I don't think it could have gone any other way. What's your opinion on it? I think so, too. And, you know, it, the reason that it went the way it went is because of the writer, Jesse Armstrong, the creator, who is just, he, I mean, this show is him. I think all awards, all acting awards, everything, they should just go to him. Let's just give the award to the guy who deserves it. And that's Jesse Armstrong. And this, you know, this project was the result of the... I I can't tell you how hard they worked, the writers and Jesse. Endless, endlessly. Night and day, they slaved over every word. It's not like anything... Nothing was easy. There was no dialogue like, you know... Jim, uh, do you have the keys? Uh, no, I, I I thought you had them. No, I think that you had them. You know, none of that stuff. Yeah. I mean, this this dialogue was sharp and crisp and witty, and and it never just lay there. It always kept you going in a direction. Um, it's um, I, I think I think that that you see, one sees now that the end the, the seeds for the ending. Um, were, I think that's what they did. I mean, I don't know. I think he kind of had a general idea that it might be, you know, who. Yeah. Uh, but, but you didn't know how. And I think looking over the history of the show of the four years, it was clear that certain things it really were inevitable. And uh, it was courageous. I mean, has there ever been a more courageous decision than the third episode of the last season? Yeah. I won't tell you what happened. I know. Uh, I mean, you don't do that. You just don't do that. I mean, if somebody's going to do that, you do it in the last episode. You got a big theme, right? A big, you know, I tell mother, I, you know, none of that stuff. Uh uh-uh. uh. It's, and you know, he has a, the, the one word which is bandied about with regard to Jesse, who is the most polite, kind, deferential, easy, wonderful person, is ruthless because he. Uh, he cut whatever wasn't necessary. He cut things down to the bone. I mean, I would say probably the last um, um, was 90 minutes. I'm sure they had three hours. Oh, I and they just that. cut, cut, cut. And, and I mean, I was, I, 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 I was there to shoot it. And I could see that, you know, um, like there was a, a fight between uh, Kendall and, uh, 
and um, Roman, and you know that went on like I don't know five minutes, you know, in real time, and he cut it down to like ten seconds. He took the the, the, the most important part of everything, and so what you're seeing is the most stellar moments, and even the ones he loved and couldn't bear to cut, he cut them. He cut them in in, in characters he loved. He cut them. Uh, all in the interest of this show, and I think it shows. Yeah, it definitely does. I've um, one more question about Succession. I know that you, I'm I'm just a nerd for this show. Was it you know in between okay. um, the scenes with Brian Cox? They're so intense. When there's breaks, do you guys relax or do you just keep that tension up and just kind of don't communicate? It's kind of hard to keep it up that long because it takes a long time. You know, like I mean, if you do like one angle then you have to relight and go to the other angle. So, I mean, everybody, you keep it in your back pocket, put it that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you give it up completely, like after the scenes where we say, you know, hey, how are the kids? I mean, you can ask how the kids are, but you have to remember that you're still there and you're still in it. And so um, that's what I would say, that everybody keeps it, um, keeps it in their back pocket. It's, all, it's always lurking there. The, it's, the scene is still there. Uh, you're having lunch, whatever, you're still thinking about it. Because uh, you can't start from zero. Yeah. You know, you have to have to have something going on because you never know when they're going to start shooting it. You know, you can be sitting there and, and you're thinking, oh, well, it looks like they're not going to get me for an hour. And they say, David, let's go, you know, whoop, there you go. Um, because you never know because, you know, the light changes or somebody gets sick or the, the prop breaks or God only knows what can happen. So uh, everybody is on call 24 hours a day. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Now, the next time we have David on, we're going to talk about about my father, but that'll probably be next year now. I'm so sorry, David. I'm so I'm such a nerd <laughs> for succession. Okay. I just, my husband's okay. going to die that I talked to Robert De Niro at his best, Sebastian Monoschulko at his best. It's, it's a really, really funny movie. Yes, yeah. well, there's no question. Well, I, David, I, seriously, I was very serious at the beginning. I'm a big fan of yours. Have been going all the way back to oh, my 30s, sweet. as I said. I was in, I was in my 30s <laughs> when I first started liking you. Please come back, sir. There I love talking go. to you. Thank you. Whoa! Hey, we cut. Good that cut producer. Off. Well, it was he was out right at nine o'clock. Yeah. Maybe. No, that's so funny. He comes on to talk about to promote a new show and didn't get one promo in for it. But, oh, my God, he I couldn't believe how much detail he went in when I used the great. question. I, you could tell he's still living in succession mindset. Yeah. Because it was probably just such a big part of his life. Like I, I was like, whoa, he's going into way more detail than I thought, and I, I loved it. But. Well, we're going to watch. I am definitely going to watch this because Sebastian Maniscalco, Robert De Niro, Leslie Bibb, Anders Holm, David Rashi. Brett Dyer and Kim Cattrall, the hottest comic in America, Sebastian Maniscalco, joins forces with legendary Italian-American and two-time Oscar winner Robert De Niro. The film centers around Sebastian Maniscalco, who is encouraged by his fiancée, Leslie Bibb, to bring his immigrant hairdresser father, Salvo, that's Robert De Niro, of course, to a weekend get-together with their super-rich and exceedingly eccentric family. The weekend develops into what can only be described as a culture clash, leaving Sebastian and Salvo to discover that the great thing about family is everything about family. David Rashi is in it, ladies and gentlemen. The movie is available everywhere, from what I understand, so I just wanted to make sure, since we never got to it in the interview. But I understand. See, uh, I was a huge... You guys probably don't remember Sledgehammer. No. It I've was never ter- heard of it. Ter- terrific show. Really? And it's like a mock... You It's like a... It's kind of like a mock cop 
series. Okay. It doesn't mock the cops. It just no. changes the view of them. Yeah. I think you're right when you say it was a, ahead of its time because I even wrote down Sledgehammer because I was like, well, I want to look into this. It's really good. And he was terrific in it because he's got this deal. It's part of his personality. It's like, what a dink. <laughs> you know, he's really good with that stuff. So uh, we'll we'll just keep uh, search. Uh, we haven't seen Pierre yet. Not yet. Okay, no, so I'll, I'll make sure he wasn't keeping an eye in on the them. lobby. We'll get her done. Pierre Douglas supposed to be appearing in a couple of minutes, ladies and gentlemen. He will be at Laugh Camp Comedy at 490 Robert Street in North St. Paul this weekend, eight eight o'clock tonight and tomorrow night. When Pierre gets here, we will uh, sit down and schmooze with him as well. I'm just looking at some some difference. And again, one thing, and, and AJ, um, you know, he's in for for Rudy today. When I bring up anything to do with politics now, it's not because I support either side. So when I bring up a story about Biden and, and it's positive or negative or Trump, it's positive or negative. It's not, it's me reading the news. You know, I find it interesting about that is people think that's your idea of how the world should be. And all you're doing is reading the news. Well, I, I haven't worked with you, Tom, too much recently, but in the short times that I have filling in here or back um, last summer with the family podcast, right. you're, I think, very neutral. I am. I'm really neutral. You simply, you're like the bloodhound because you just search out the news story, you read it, and it's like, let's discuss. Let's discuss. I don't think you really dig your heels in no. too much on either side, which is nice. And I've been a Democrat and I've been a Republican. I've been mm -hmm. both. and I didn't hate them. It just didn't fit for me because you get convinced of your ideas and you think the other person is horrible. And I'm just not going to get involved in that. I don't think people are horrible just because they disagree with my political views. Yeah. I have a different life than you do. I grew up differently than other people did. You grew up differently than I did. We're not going to agree on everything. It's just not going to happen. Uh, but, but here's a story. Trump promised food for everyone. Did you see that scene where he was at that, that restaurant in Miami, I guess it was? I think that's where he was. After he got out of court. No, he, this is new to me. And he kept saying, food for everyone, food for everyone. There's an article now in the National News that said that he skipped off out on the bill. A question I have for you, how would you know that? How would you know he skipped out on the bill? Because it's none of your business, first of all. I would guess maybe one of the families in the restaurant probably got up to leave and then, you know, weighed her hand on the chest like, I don't, where, where do you think you're going? Where do, do you th think? Well, if and, they had proof like that, I might yeah. believe it. But this, this is just one of those stories that they'll throw it out there because they don't even have to prove it's true. I, people are going to believe it if they want to. That's exactly right. Some half the people are going to say this is bullshit, and the other half the people are going to say, oh, I knew it. I knew he'd do that. It's just this, this puking up the hatred that we do in the news every day is getting really old. And by we, I just mean the world. It's not just America anymore either. It's the no. entire world. Mm -hmm. You're always pissed off. You're always very filled with hate, and you try to stir up as much trouble as you can. You're the asshole here. I hope you understand that. You think people do understand that? I think that people, there's kind of like two trains, you know, two thoughts here going on mm -hmm. is that they either want to be involved in the chaos and they don't care what it does to themselves and others. Right. Or they're like, you know what? I need to not be involved in this. Yeah, so why the the hatred and the the anger and all? What What is that yeah, all about? I don't know. You know, I just don't surround myself with those people. Good. And I just don't know. Because even when sometimes you'll go, did you watch the national news? And I'll say, nope. I don't blame you. I, I really watch l very little of it now because it's so in 
First of all, the people they have on now are so incredibly annoying. Yes. Because one side, Fox, thinks they're all funny and not one of them's funny. And then CNN on the other side, they're very serious and they're, oh, I'm so, I can't smile at all. I can't smile on the news. Like, you're both so full of shit. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It's disgusting. No, it is. I think I think staying away from it is probably until you're ready. It's to, good for me. Yeah, I think it is. It is good for me, but then I can't read stories like that and go, "Well, that's not true." We don't know if he paid. We will never know if he paid for it or not because it's none of our business. Yeah, I don't care. I'm not. It's funny because I've heard these about every celebrity person, um, especially when they have these big groups. They'll say somebody walked out on a check, and I'm like. I yeah. could so see that happening in really? a big group by accident. Oh, like yeah. if that's I was in a true. huge group yeah, and you just assume you kind of like, if, I don't know. Like, I don't know what it's like to be on that level where you aren't concerned with not necessarily who's paying, but like you assume you're going to be the one paying, but like you maybe aren't the one with handing your card over. Maybe it's like your assistant that does that or this or that. I don't look into these. The He ran out on his check. Yeah. And but- I... I, it's ridiculous. I think Listen, it's funny. I think like, it's if funny it's tr- too. If it's true, it's hilarious. But I'm sure what <laughs> like what, what Brittany's saying is he probably said that. I doubt that that guy carries his own pocketbook. Right. You know, There's like, no way he, he would have paid like, the bill. Hey, Jim, right. you go ahead and you, take care of this. Yeah. I, I got places to be, obviously. And so. knowing it comes out of your funds or whatever. Exactly. I don't. I, you've probably heard this about every celebrity ever when they're in big groups as they walked out on their bill. I think they did one about Hillary Clinton when, uh, and, and she had to formally go there and do like a photo booth of like her handing the check. And it's like, I would never, this was a misunderstanding because we had a big group. And it's like, anybody who has half a brain, I'm not going to ever think that any of these people are going to walk out on their check. You know, I have a question for you about that. Why don't we ever hear about, and he liked the job so much that he paid uh, 200% of the bill. Why don't those stories ever pop up? Because it happens a yeah. lot. Yeah. I'm sure. So why don't we ever see those stories? People being nice to one another. Yeah, I don't know. Because there's nobody wants to read sell, that. Tom. Huh? Yeah, it doesn't sell. It doesn't sell, Tom. It's exactly what it is, true. We need yeah, blood 100%. and gore. That's what we need. <laughs> we really I'll, do. I'll promise you this. If you pay me 200% of my paycheck today, I will tell everyone about it. I'll write an article for you. <laughs> I will write it. Wait a second. <laughs> Let me see if I got a 20 on me. Oh. Ah! I'll she strolled right into that one. And then I'd still have to make change for you. <laughs> yeah, I still need five bucks back. That's exactly right. No, you look. How about the, an IOU? Yeah, it could be an IOU. <laughs> the people that, that I'm around, that we're around, you've seen this happen before, Brittany, that the people I hang out with are very generous with servers or car parkers or whatever because I hang out with really decent people. But nobody will ever hear about that. Nobody will ever know about that. Yeah, but... Because they don't talk about that. Why does it, it... You That would never matter to you. What matters to me in the fact that it's making people happy. No, I know, but, like, it would never matter to you for that getting out. I, oh, no, been, no, I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about other people. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just am responding to when you said about you. Yeah. I'm like, listen, you're... It, it's something that drives us within to be nice to people. That, mm-hmm. That's coming from within. If somebody doesn't get joy out of making your, uh, you know, the person who works on your car laugh or being nice to the person at Barlow's, if that doesn't come within, if he doesn't feel good to do that, yeah, then that's just never going to happen. Like, our be- being an asshole must feel better to them, and and yeah, there's that's a, true. Then that must be a miserable life. But like, 
I think most people do want to have a positive interaction when you're when you're. I hope so. When you're I living your so. best life, again, you never know what's going on with people. So if people are an asshole, I usually give them the benefit of the doubt. Who knows what's going on in their personal yeah. life? But like day to day, it's got It's got to. Who wants to walk around being an asshole? A lot of people. Lots and lots of people want to yeah. be an asshole. And then you should say to yourself, I'm so thankful. I'm Absolutely. the type that gets joy out of wanting to be. I would hate it if AJ left here and thought, oh, God, I that sh- I hate going to that show. They're all so mean to me, the anxiety. I would feel. That's what I'm actually going to do today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and That's then I'm leaving out the door. Amy will say. Tom, you and I just yeah, yeah. solo next yeah, Friday. Yeah. <laughs> I would. I would literally die if that's ever anyone said that came into the studio was like, Brittany was an asshole to me. But like, of yeah. course, I have days, I'm sure, whatever. But like my day to day, I feel good about trying to be like, hey, what, you know, that's very and we true. should be very thankful that that makes us feel good. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think there's any question about yeah. that. I, I hope we do get back to a point where, well, it's never going to get back there on the news because they make way too much money, as AJ already pointed out. It's money, money, money. Uh, they act like pricks to some people and they kiss other people's asses. That's what they do. They're on opposite sides. I find that disgusting. But the whole world now, it, everything is about money now. Every single... Has it always been that way, do you think? Probably. I don't... I maybe, hope not. Maybe not as blatantly. Yeah, that's true. That's very, very true. I got a great wife. I got a great, great kids, great grandkids, great friends. I love my birth family. I miss my mother horribly. I got way too many great things in my life to be worried about this kind of BS. Yeah. You know? No, and that's what's key, right? Like Absolutely. And I, I we've touched on this too, man. During the pandemic and during times in my life where I haven't had a lot going on, that's when I've been the worst. Um because I don't have a lot going on. And that's when I start going, well, what what vaccines did they did or didn't take, you know, or yeah, well, who did they vote right, for? Right. When I start going but when I'm busy and living my normal life and I have like my, you know, my kiddo, my dogs, my husband, this job and fun things I get to do, then I don't. And I go back to what's that person like to me? Are they nice to me? Are they mean to me? I don't mm-hmm. care who they voted for, how long their grass is in their yard or what their haircuts look like. I Then I don't care about all that. But when I'm not in a good place mentally, yes. I start finding myself just being a monster. Really? It's yeah. hard to believe that you're a monster. Well, I'm, I was trying to give her a compliment. That seemed genuine. It didn't. Really? It, did. it didn't seem quite genuine. It did not seem that. But I mean, that's when you start. I remember, and this, this is very, here's a very specific one. I, um, it was during the pandemic. Justin still had his job. He was working from home. All my jobs were gone. And I was not in a good place. I was terrified. Where, where am I going to whatever? Where am I work? Should I switch? You know, should I go back to school? All these things. And I had a lot of time on my hands and not a lot to do. And I found myself, so I would make dinner and I'd be done by six. And if Justin wasn't downstairs by six, I would get so mad at him. Keep in mind, he's the only one keeping our like mortgage, all that stuff. But I didn't have a lot going on. So I like needed him to care about this small, minute detail. And we had like one fight about it. And then it was like, we both were like, sorry, sorry. You know, we, you know, and it was like, those are the moments you go, okay, I need to be busy. I need to have other things going on because caring about him coming down at 6 or 6.30 when it's food that we can definitely reheat is a very <laughs> weird feeling. It's all true. We'll just keep moving forward with life. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I have a friend that wants to be on the show. Who do they contact? 
Me or Rudy, doesn't matter. So just they reach out to you? Yeah, sure. Because uh, he wants to be on the show, and I think he should be on the show. Okay. He's the, uh, he directs, uh, I don't know if it's the Pride Festival or Pride itself. Oh, super We have fun. a family, family friend named Andy. Great person. You know, they're our next-door neighbor, Mike and Susan's relatives, the son, the daughter. Yeah, the daughter of one, uh, our next-door neighbors. But, but uh, Andy runs up the, the Pride Festival. Yeah. And I, I think they do like the, the, you know, parades and all that stuff. I think, I think he does all that stuff. But he has the most straightforward view of what really Pride is, what Pride really is about. And, of course, the news always has to put a negative tone. Like, oh, some people don't like it. Well, some people don't like the fact that sun shines. Why are you bringing that up? Yeah. Why, we got to stop doing that. Have, have, live your life. Be happy. I would say the only thing I'd ever heard negative about Pride is... Is Andy. Is Andy. Horrible guy. Is when people are annoyed with traffic, but that's with any yeah, event. Well, big that's event. any event, exactly. Um, but no, normally most people, I mean... Pride is fun. Pride is just for fun. And Pride, you you should go, you know, depending, you know, who you are, what you do, you can go to Pride and have a really Absolutely. good time so walking around. Absolutely. Everybody's got to calm down. How you doing? Do you live in, do you live in the, uh, in the Denver time zone? Yes. I thought so. Yeah. What time zone is that? <laughs> I don't know. Great question. He goes what? The mountain time zone, by the way. That's what it is. Okay. I got to, I got, see, now I got to grab the info here. I got the info right here. No, I was just teasing you because it's like quarter. I gotta take. I do have to take a break here. We'll be right back. Though, okay, all right? perfect. We can kind of settle in that way. Pierre Douglas with us, ladies and gentlemen. Laugh Camp Comedy Club, four ninety Robert Street North in St. Paul tonight and tomorrow night. Right back with Pierre right after this. Also, you a baseball fan? No, not at all. Be for this purpose. Okay, because Ken Herbeck, <laughs> legendary, legendary baseball player. He tells me about every week because we're good friends. Right. And he tells me about every week that he hit a grand slam in a World Series. So okay. I have to hear that like every week the rest of my life, Pierre. It's going to be hell, but he'll be with us as well. Oh, yeah. On the phone, though. On the phone. That's a legend. We're talking to him. Perfect. No, well, now we're talking. Pierre will be with us. Also, <laughs> Phil and Kent right after this. Oh, I got to read yeah. this, don't I? Good job, man. Ooh, I like that. Where are you going? I had to go to the bathroom so bad. <laughs> oh, God. We had to hear how she has to go to the bathroom. Unbelievable. <laughs> This is the best of the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Guys, I want to let you know about acoustic wave therapy protocol provided by my new sponsor, Twin Cities Premier Health. It's a non-invasive, non-surgical, highly effective science-based procedure that creates an increase in blood flow and helps create new blood vessels by treating the root cause of most erectile dysfunction. Unlike using a pill to create a pharmaceutically induced erection, they treat the root cause of the problem. Age-related erectile dysfunction is most commonly caused by a buildup of plaque in the arteries that supply blood to the erectile tissue. Reach out to Twin Cities Premier Health like I did and right now receive this special offer, a free treatment and a free consultation when you book today. That is valued at $800. 952-395-4346. That's my unique phone number 952-395-4346 for their office or go to TwinCitiesPremierHealth.com and please be sure to tell them that Tom Bernard sent you. It's time to beat the heat. This is Tom from my friends at Miller Marine and Power Lodge giving you the keys to a cool lake breeze with clearance pricing on 2023 luxury pontoons, fishing boats, and more. Our dog days of summer won't last and neither will their inventory. So do both of us a favor and go from floor to 
to shore today with iconic Bennington pontoons and tri-tune packages at Doorbuster Pricing at Miller Marine in St. Cloud and all Power Lodge locations. Get your first cruise in by sunset. But don't wait on this limited-time special. Power Lodge offers competitive financing with no money down. By the way, if you need delivery to your dock, their team of experts has you covered. Discover what thousands of our Minnesota neighbors have and explore our lakes and rivers in your own boat at Elite Savings. I said Elite Savings, darn it. Launch into adventure today at Miller Marine and Power Lodge. Just head to millermarine.com and powerlodge.com to see for yourself. Financing is available on approved credit. Freight and prep are not included in packaging. As you know, my friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. He didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the Giza Dream bed sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for me which is crucial for my busy schedule. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Mike's Giza sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Giza Dream Sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors. Mike's latest incredible deal is the sale of the year. For a limited time, you will receive 50% off the Giza Dream Sheets. You'll receive a set for as low as $29.98. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio podcast square, and use promo code TOM. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow 2.0 mattress topper, MyPillow towel sets, and so much more. Go to MyPillow.com, make sure you use the promo code TOM. This is the best of the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. I want to throw the, uh, the forecast at you because basically what are the great words of G.D. Uh, JD Salinger and uh, Catcher in the Rye? How cold was it according to J.D. Salinger? Uh, witch's oh, tit. Witch's tit. You I was got it. Witch's tit. Colder than a witch's tit. I will never forget that. That's a good trivia question. Oh, it's a great line. And I too. knew it. I was thinking of like when I, I always think of like a blue tit when anyone says that, like a freezy blue <laughs> witch boob. Who was the young actress that he got really creepy around? As J.D. Salinger got older, he started like following around this young movie star or something. Uh, I don't know. You sounds, remember that? Sounds like something Drew Barrymore would have happened when she yeah, was just coming up. It was about that era. Yeah. It was about, you might be right. It might have been her, but I remember. Elaine Joyce? Was that it? Oh, Elaine Joyce was a very pretty young woman. So yeah. he, was, he was stalking her. Oh, and then Una O'Neill, J.D. Salinger's love interest, Rebel in the Rye. Yep. Um, I don't, yeah, there's, there's a few that he seemed like he was, he was quite stalking smitten him. with. <laughs> quite smitten or stalking. I like sure. that. That's a good combo right there. So, yeah, it's colder than witches did. At least it was about an hour ago. Um, they say it's 50. Well, it hasn't, the temperature hasn't gone up at all. It's still 56. But there's a chill in the air. Man, that, is it, and it's a wind, isn't it, I think? Yeah, it's. Uh, it just feels like when we both stepped, because you and I got here at the same time, we both yeah. stepped out of the car, I was like, I, because you have a closed-in garage, I have a connected garage, too, and so right. you kind of are in the elements, and then we both got out of the car, and we oh my <laughs> instantly God. regretted our outfit choices. It was just freezing, for Christ's sake. So here's the deal. Morning clouds and then mostly sunny, pleasant with a high of 75, so it'll be gorgeous today again. Friday, sunny, a bit warmer, high of 78. Saturday, mostly sunny, 81. Sunday, mostly sunny, 83. So for the next four days, and, and after that, it's really nice, too. Possibly, I don't know, we'll see how it works out. Oh, I should do Memorial Day, too, because it's a three-day weekend. Uh, Memorial Day, partly to mostly sunny and very warm with a high of 88. So the next five days look really, really good. Do you ever look at a forecast six days out and go, oh, that's what it, 
No. It's never accurate. I don't even mean, like, as soon as you start getting to the three or four day, I go, right. I'm not retaining any of this. <laughs> I love, yeah, I'm well. listening, but I'm not retaining. My mom texted and said, cold is as a cold as a witch's tit in a brass bra. In a brass bra. That's I've never very heard that good. part. Your mom, I love your mom. Beverly. Where's your mom? My mom loves you, and it's so Yeah, where the hell annoyed. is she? She never comes around anymore. Uh, well, they're coming back from Florida right now. They're oh, are they? They're driving back right where now. Where do they go? Uh, they go to Fort Myers. Gee, what a shock. A Minnesotan in Fort Myers. Who ever heard of it? I have the cutest picture of you and my mom we were at that uh 80s uh cruise we went on that 80s cruise oh, of a, that like river cruise or whatever mm-hmm. and you guys are so she's in like a full 80s attire and you're just like what are we doing here? <laughs> <laughs> my mom loves yeah. you it's so annoying every time she's you a sweetheart be nice to tom Brittany. yeah Brittany. I hate Beverly. Beverly, you're, you're the best. No. Who loves you more than me, Beverly? Be- I Your do. daughter. No, you said you didn't. <laughs> That's what you told me I'm off the air. I'm so excited for her and my stepdad to come home. That is great. It's great. It is wonderful having around. Man, now, yeah, wait, make, way to make me feel worse. You yeah. guys both have parents. I got nothing. I know. But you went to Fonny's dance recital last night. And I will tell you, my mother's final goodbye to me was still one of the greatest things of all time. Oh. Honest to God, very quickly. I'm holding her hand. She's going to die. I have to leave town for two weeks because I got to go to New York and do some stuff. So I wasn't going to see her. And she goes, Tom, there's no way I'm going to still be alive when you get back. I'm like, oh, you don't know that. I'm gonna... So I'm holding her hand. Stop. And telling her how much I love her and all that stuff and blah, blah, blah. I said, Mom, the great thing about it is that if you do pass away before I get back, the good thing for you, you've, you've loved the Virgin Mary your whole life. You're an ardent Catholic. You get to meet the Virgin Mary. And she paused, looked up at me and said, yeah, don't give me that. <laughs> <laughs> because coming from you, she knew what you believed in. The greatest like, of all time. She's like... Listen. Your own mother, her last words to you are, yeah, bullshit. Get out of here. <laughs> Don't miss your flight. I do miss that woman, though. God, she was a wonderful human being. Yeah. It is always the worst when people are about to, you know, kick yeah. the bucket, and they say something that makes you never forget them, because <laughs> oh, yeah, my grandmother, true. who I I understand my grandmother had her moments, you know, where she could sure. get, a, it'd be a little feisty. Yeah. But at the end, apparently my mom was up there. It was like hours before she had passed, and my grandmother looked at my mom and said something along the lines of, uh, I wish I wish I would have done things better. And my mom's Aww. and my mom said, well, "Well, mom, that's that's ridiculous. Like, I I can't imagine that you would have any regrets." And apparently, my grandmother looked at my mom with fires like eyes like Scott Studwell just on fire and said, <laughs> "You don't know what I've done." Dang! Oh well. I was like, well, "Mom, why did you tell me that? Well. I carry this with Grandma." <laughs> You pass it on to me, no. Rudy. You pass it on to us. Yes. We can't. I can't carry this burden, even like peripherally. That's true. It's a very good point. Oh, Grammy's got a halo. Now she's got devil horns. What the hell did she do? What did she do? Yeah. And did she want to tell? And if you, she did, you shut it down. You can. Your mom can't carry that weight. Don't want to know. Don't yeah. want to know. How, when was your grandmother born? Oh, it had to have been. I think she was. It must have been like late twenties, early thirties. Did you think she was a gun mall in New York? I feel like there was some stuff there. <laughs> there's yeah. something there. There's something you there. Don't yeah, know probably. what I've yep. done. You don't know what I've done. But maybe you like you just have to have a cool thing to say before you go. Because knowing me, it'll be like, turn on the Real Housewives before yeah. you go. Yeah. <laughs> it'll be something so dumb. Yeah. <laughs> oh God! I my favorite death story though is still Don Rickles. 
I guarantee you when I die, now don't get me wrong, I'm very fond of my wife, she's a wonderful person, all the rest of it, but I guarantee you when they find me dead and they have my funeral, find you dead. my wife's going to say, oh, did he die? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, well. Poor Don Rickles. <laughs> oh, did he die? That's so funny. I think he was one of the funniest human beings ever born, and there's no way he could do his act today. No way. He is so funny. There are so many. If you go back and watch any of his interviews, I mean, they're just hostile. Oh, yeah. And hilarious. One of the nicest men you'd ever want to meet, though. I and bet. No, kidding. I just, just think. Just a wonderful, nice guy. I think people that really are in showbiz that, like, probably are are smart enough to realize how ridiculous it is. Right. Have an edge to them, and it's hilarious. Yeah. I think that's true. Mm -hmm. I think that's very, very true. Some great... I don't know. I, who Now, Rudy, you'd be the one to answer this one. Is there, uh, you know, there are obviously many established acts, all the rest of it, some, and I don't want to refer to them as middling, but some that haven't, maybe bubbling under, they haven't quite made it yet. Mm -hmm. Are there some young people coming up that are just really kicking ass you think that we should probably pay attention to? Rosebud Baker? I don't know that name even. She is her dad or her was it her uncle? What I think was Steve Baker. He was like the Secretary of Defense. Really? But Rosebud is yeah. I think one of the funniest and sharpest comics you will ever see. She is just I mean everything that comes out of her mouth is so funny. Uh, Steph Toloff is another one. Matt Bronger. These are all people that are like just a step below. They're all oh, headliners, okay. but they're not quite right. past the end. Dan right. Soder is another one. And I know Dan Soder. Yeah, great guy. Yeah, yeah yep, for sure. Nice guy. And who should be much higher up on the totem pole than where he's at right now. And yeah, there's a few people out there where you're like, okay, you've come a long way, but you got about another two years before people are really going to know yeah. who you are. Yeah. yeah, I could see that. Mm -hmm. Now, I, we need comedy more than ever right now. And like I said, if we can just kind of try to bring this together instead of puking up our hatred, that'd be really wonderful. And I think, like in 1982, it happened, and it needs to happen again, that comedy needs to step up and take that front seat. Because that's the only way we're going to get out of this. Yeah. we got to start laughing again, man. I mean, I do anyway, but... It all works out in the end. I laugh at Kristen Burt all the time. That's all I know. No matter, no matter what, what she does, she does. Oh. I just go, you are a disaster. Got it. <laughs> what an introduction. Wait, I need to share this. I don't know if you can see it with the camera, but this is Rosebud Baker with Scandaval, <laughs> Britt. Oh! OMG, I need more. I'm looking this up. She was oh, pregnant great. and took her baby to the, her first concert was Tom Scandaval. There you go. That's so sad. Now, who is that you're showing? <laughs> uh, it was Rosebud Baker with Tom Rosebud Sandoval, who's Baker. been the Vanderpump Rules disaster we've been talking about um, over and over <sighs> again. I just thought that that was a funny transition because I was like, I'm always looking for new female comedians to follow. So thanks for the suggestion, Rudy. Yeah. She's there one of the best. I opened up for her, like, I don't know, about uh, five, six months ago. And it's funny because she's going to be on the road with Burt Kreischer coming up here. Oh, Burt's a great guy. Yeah. And doing stadium tours, she will be, like, literally, no joke, in stadiums, 60,000 people. Jesus. And about eight months pregnant at the time. So, man. That's yeah. Some serious butt. I yeah. love it. Bert Kreischer tells some of the greatest stories. That that whole deal with the swords on a train in Russia. Oh my God! Yeah, the machine. <laughs> that movie comes out this week. I think, oh, does right? it come out yeah. this week? Yeah. Yeah, Bert's a great guy. Really good guy. So Kristen Bert, I watched episode two of Jury Duty, and <laughs> it's it's okay so far. <gasps> 
That's a win. That's a win, people. It, it is okay. It's so positive category. But didn't you tell me the third episode when it really kicks it's in anyway? Third episode. Okay, good, good. Because, yeah. I mean, I like it. Show. Yeah, this is definitely a show. It needs the exposition. So you kind of, like, understand, because it is an ensemble of characters, and they're all going to factor into Ronald Gladden's experience. Yeah. So that is definitely a situation where um, you kind of just have to follow all of that. But I promise, just stick with it. I think it's really, really good. I, I shouldn't say it's really good. It's good so far. I'm, it's not a knockout comedy. I laugh, but not over, over the top. But I do like everybody in it. Yeah, and the, and the premise is so interesting. You know, it's yeah. so funny. I had watched Jury Duty alone, um, and then my husband kind of joined in maybe halfway through, and he's like, oh, I know him. I know her. Like, right. he knew a lot of the actors in it. So I wonder, if, I need to ask him, because he just I, he finished it this weekend, um, this past weekend, if it was a different experience knowing the actors um, versus not knowing. I didn't know any of the actors who participated in the, in the actual show itself. But the tall, lanky guy is from Parks and Rec, didn't you, did you watch Parks and Rec ever? I did, yeah. But it's like a lot of the sub characters. Like he he knew pretty much everybody. They've okay. all been in the business a long time. So that, that was the only one that kind of took me out of it. Where I go, oh my god, that guy is from Parks and Rec. Yeah, his name is Kirk Fox, and he's a, he's a little because he also does uh, Reservation Dogs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which yeah, he's a little too famous to be on there. That's what like, I thought. Yeah, yeah. I, if I recognize him, and I'm. You know, by no means in the know right now. I was like, that's not a good sign. Mm -hmm. But Did and he's just... been on TikTok really talking about his experience and the kind of behind the scenes. So Kirk is given like a real insider on how they did any did stuff. So if you're interested, go and check out his TikTok account. Okay, I have a question for you, Kristen Burt, KB2. Yes. If Uncle Tommy really likes one character on Jury Duty, and I really do like this character, who would it be? This is easy. Who would my favorite character Oh, I know, so I know. Do you? I know, yes. Yeah, who is it? It's the uh, female police officer. No, I do love her, too. I was now. like, She's yes, phenomenal. so your vibe. She is phenomenal. You're okay, right about that. Okay, that was my guess. Okay, no. that's your guess. Um, I'm going to guess the crazy woman. Nope. I, I don't want to, I was going to say, I was going to say she's a part of a... A scene, but you haven't reached there yet. <laughs> you haven't reached there yet, so I can't you pick it up. You haven't reached it yet, so I can't say, like, oh, it's that scene. If there's one person on that show that would remind me of myself, who would that be? This is easy. This is really easy. If you'd known me more than two weeks, you would know. The guy and I have a very similar personality. I feel like James Marsden is just a little too on the nose. I love that guy. <laughs> yeah, I know. I love James yeah. Marsden. No, the judge. I love the yeah. judge. Oh, sure. The judge is great. Okay, I was he's close, though. Oh, he's phenomenal, isn't yeah. he? He's like, why don't you shut up over there? I know. <laughs> Especially after his car gets broken into and they build I the I don't hole. know about this. That's on the second episode. Is it? Yeah. yeah. I don't remember anybody's car getting broken. It might be the first episode, yeah. Oh, maybe it is the first episode, because I didn't remember it from last he night. He gets all mad and his hand's bandaged up, and all of a sudden he's just not taking oh, anyone's yeah, crap that. anymore. That was the first episode. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do remember that now. You're right. Yeah, he's a real retired judge, so that's well, why he's so touchdown. believable. They did a great job because he's a perfect pick. He's like, oh, he's my perfect. God. And, you know, I, I'm the worst. I don't have a poker face. I would be the worst person for this show. Oh, I'd be, be just, laughing. I'd be a wreck. I'd be like, I'd be like, okay, I'd go to my doctor and say I need all Botox. I need all of this to not move at all because I'd be like, oh, I would be a wreck. 
I, yeah, I can't, I can't hold it in. And like, once I like get the giggles, totally. I'm gone. I can't, I can't collect. It's, I would be like the worst person on Saturday Night Live. I'd be the one breaking character every single weekend. Oh, can Same. you imagine how bad you'd have to be to be the worst person on Saturday Night Live? You'd have to be terrible. Yeah. I, oh, that's about right for me. Yeah. I'd be Jimmy Fallon. He never kept it together in any sketch. No, he did not. That's true. He didn't. Ah, what the hell? It all works out in the end, right? This is the best of the Tom Bernard Morning Show.